Hey, what's up, everybody? Johnny Bean here. This is a special show today for January 22nd, 2024. Francis Valentino is here. Drummer extraordinaire. We'll be talking for a little bit. So if you have any questions, comments, make sure to include them into the live chat. And let's let's do this. This is Johnny Bean TV. There we are. Hey, buddy. It's that easy. <laughs> you guys, what's up? Special show for you guys. Francis Valentino, dude. Where are you currently? I'm uh, sitting here in Nashville, Tennessee. And oh, uh, yeah, I'm getting ready to uh, hit the road pretty soon. So you cut me at a good day where I'm still in one location. Very, very nice, man. I was I was in Nashville about a year ago. Yeah, almost exactly a year ago. And it was getting pretty cold. Oh, yeah. It's actually <laughs> right now, literally, it's a uh, we got a very uh, unusual blizzard about a week ago, which shut the whole town down. And we have a, uh, a sheet of ice over everything. So, you know, interesting to watch the cars navigate that with some yeah. drivers down here who aren't used to it. So it's very entertaining. Man, yeah, I'm in Santa Cruz, California. Oh, I love Santa Cruz. By the way, you've been here? Oh yeah, many times. Mo's Alley. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. Well, actually, yeah. I've I've lived here about nine years, and I've actually never been there, but but I know of it. It's <laughs> a great spot. I recommend it. <laughs> the Beach Boardwalk. Yeah, man. You know. Actually, I, I've seen some shows over there. There's a pretty cool uh, venue over 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 there. Uh, but hey, you guys, we're live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook. We're live on Twitch. And really quickly, we like to say hello to the top tier of channel members here on Johnny Bean YouTube channel. Channel membership. It's a great way to help support the channel and support these shows. And the top tier of the executive producers. They get their name right at the top of every talk show. And they are currently Sherman Callahan, Michael B. Live, CC, Nova 9, Michael Smith, Music Therapy, Laz, R. Habs, Warlike, Patty Dill, Fairfield Guitar Co., Majestic PB and Jake Hat, Guitar Man 45, and Janice Lala. Thank you, guys. Yeah, channel membership. It's a great way to help support the channel and support these shows. This this is almost like a daily show uh for me, I've been doing this for, well, technically about nine years, I guess, like almost daily or at least weekly. And it's, it's like, like I wasn't kidding. Like there's a Mo's Alley in, here in Santa Cruz. I've never been there, but I know of the place. I'm assuming you've played there. Yeah, a couple of times. I recommend it. It's cool. It's like, um, it's not far from the water, but it's sort of like a, you know, it's a blues club by nature, but you know, all kinds of stuff comes through there. Um, mm -hmm. great stage, great, great PA system, great crowd. And it was, a, uh, you know, everything you want in a gig. It was great. You know, great night. Cool. What, what was the band called that you, you played with? That was Matthew Curry. Okay. Matthew band, uh, he's also based in Nashville at the moment. And that was, I think the last time was probably 2018. We were out that way. We played, uh, up and down the coast, California. Um, June Lake Jam Festival, which was nice. We played L.A. We played, uh, I think we were in San Diego. Then we shot up to Santa Cruz and 
hung out there in between Santa Cruz and Carmel for a couple of days and uh, oh, ourselves out on the off day. So that was nice. Got some good friends up there, hung out with them. Oh, very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah. So, so how, how did you get into to drums? What's, what's your, your, your musical earliest musical background? Uh, earliest musical background in many ways is still the current musical background. So just kind of by osmosis, um, my family um, is musical by nature and artistic by by nature. Uh, my grandfather, my late grandfather, Frank, was a multi-instrumentalist and was in bands around the Jersey Shore for 50, 60 years. And he played everything. So um, I kind of inherited, I guess, the gene through him and, you know, his side of the family. But... I also inherited his first drum set and uh, I kind of found that when I was a little kid and just uh, went to town on that thing and just, it worked. I have no idea why it worked. And uh, that's kind of where it started and where it, you know, came from and where it kept going. It's kind of a, if it feels good, might as well keep doing it and having fun. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much it. Right on, right on, man. So, so you're, you're mainly a drummer. Oh yeah, I would say uh, by trade, I'm a drummer. Uh, I can never say I play anything else uh, seriously. Uh, the guys and girls in my bands would say I'm insane for saying that because I can play a little bit of bass, I can play a little bit of piano. I can cobble together a couple of chords on guitar, um, but I do sing. I sing just as much as I drum. And that's my other, you know, favorite thing to do and biggest contribution to, uh, to music so far. <laughs> Oh, cool. So, so do you write your own stuff too? Not really. A little bit. I mean, just uh, happy to contribute if I have something here or there that has like a, you know, it feel like it feels like it could be a good fit for something else that I'm hearing. Somebody else has. I'll try to sneak some things in, but predominantly, I just you know play and produce. I like to produce things for people. Maybe give mm -hmm. things a different set of ears that they may not have at the given time, just to kind of have a different perspective. You know. And that's it. That's my uh, that's my whole rap sheet, pretty much, musically. <laughs> yeah, if it feels good, let's keep going. If not, yeah, I'll try again tomorrow. There you go. That that sounds that sounds pretty good. Let's see. We we got a bunch of people here, you guys. What's up? We got Mega Todd. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, look at that. I've got these lights that change with any uh, donations towards the show. It's called a super chat. Uh, Mega Todd, can we get nerdy? What kind of drums? What kind of drums and cymbals do you use? Uh, that's a good question. It changes a little bit per gig and per application. So um, I, I guess I'll start with Matthew Curry since we're talking about him right now. Um, uh, with that band, I use GMS Drums. They're out of Farmingdale, New York, custom company. Uh, they've been nice enough to sponsor me over the years. Uh, Hooked nice. me up with a nice, a nice silver sparkle kit that I take with Matthew. And uh, big drums, 24-inch bass drum, 13-inch tom. 16-inch Tom. And then, uh, symbol-wise, uh, Peisty symbols usually. Again, size, 20-inch crashes, 24-inch ride, 15-inch hi-hats. You know, mm -hmm. just rock and roll central, basically, for that kind of thing. And uh, it depends a little bit with the David gig, the, uh, the David Lee Roth gig. That's a pearl kit. Actually, the kit you may have seen in the picture on the way in. Um, a nice... Uh, six-piece pearl kit. There it is. Yeah, again, large sizes, 24-inch bass drum. Um, that's a 
12-inch rack tom, a 14-inch rack tom, and then a 16 and eight and an 18 on the floor. Um, and then most importantly for all kits ever, the most important snare drum for me is a Ledwig Black Beauty. And uh, that's what drives the whole shit. So nice. <laughs> Very nice, man. So so how many drum sets do you have? I think I'm at like five or six. Um, just out of, out of necessity, there, I have five or six. They're kind of scattered around the country. I have one over here out of view. I have another one south of Nashville. I have one in California, in L.A., and another one in Pioneer in the mountains. Um, another one in Bloomington, Illinois, and a couple in Jersey. So they're sort of just uh, time capsules. So if I'm going from coast to coast or wherever in between, I can have a, you know, a kit nearby in a few hours. So, mm -hmm. you know, helps, helps shipping costs a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so are they, are they already set up too, or they're, they're like in, in storage? Yeah, they're pretty much in storage. I can pull them out and they're ready to go. They're all tuned up and, you know, cleaned up. So if need be, they're ready to pop. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, so, uh, I was reading your, your Wikipedia. So it, it seems like you've been touring a lot. Yeah, but you know, uh, post COVID, especially like we lost a couple of years there. So we got to, in my mind, we had to stack on as much touring as possible to kind of just relight the fire of, mm -hmm. uh, of that whole, whole side of the business, basically. Um, yeah, before then I was touring constantly since like 2010. Um, you know, I try to aim for like 150 dates a year at best, maybe a little more, maybe a little bit less. But uh, I'll go anywhere, anywhere in the in the world. I'll, I'll be there if you uh, if you give me a call. I'll be there in uh, twelve hours, anywhere in the world. <laughs> hey, c come back to Santa Cruz. Oh yeah, I'll be there. I could actually use, I I, I could use some uh, some drums. <laughs> man, that that's that, that's great, man. See, you're you're see you're doing exactly what I want to be doing. You know, not that I'm a drummer because I'm not. I I play the guitar. Um, but I, I would love to be just on tour, just, just all the time, just, and, and with, with anybody, like I'll, I'll play anywhere, anytime. I mean, there's just, it's just, so, I, I, I did a tour, uh, with a band, uh, several years ago, uh, we were sponsored by, uh, MTV Trace, which was the Spanish MTV at the time. I don't think the channel exists anymore, but we uh we did a, a national tour and when that tour was over i'm like i want to keep going you know yeah i totally get that and um i've never not felt that way to be honest and no matter what the tour was no matter where we went or how bizarre it may have been or how great it may have been uh, i've never wanted it to end and i usually don't let it end <laughs> uh usually, <laughs> but um I totally get that and I feel you completely on that one. Like um, we're going after almost three months on this next one. So, mm -hmm. uh, or at least I am as a few things happening all in sequence, but I'll be out for about three months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and who, who's the artist again that you're out with? So I guess it's worth discussing everybody because it, it's all awesome. Uh, the first band I'm out with technically right now, I just got back from New York yesterday. Um, I have a few more dates with them, 
And that is Vibin Sibin and the Sunlight Band out of Nashville, Tennessee. Very cool power trio kind of thing. Just insane guitar rock, awesome songs. And uh, I'm actually filling in for a guy, another drummer. Mm-hmm. Right now, so I've got a few gigs with him. Um, that leads me into the Matthew Curry tour. I shoot up from mm-hmm. Richmond down to uh, Cocoa Beach, Florida on the 1st to join Matthew's tour. That lasts a month and a half. And then, um, very excitingly, I go over to the Netherlands on March 17th to play with a great artist named Joanne Bird, who has booked the whole tour of her home country of the Netherlands. And um, that's going to be a blast. So I, I love getting over there. I love playing with those, you know, those kind of audiences are just great over overseas. So I, I can go on about that for days. The best audiences in the world are in Europe, and they they're just they just rock. That's all there is to it. That, that's what it's always, you know, looked like to me. Oh, it's crazy. It's just the, the, the audiences and the, 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 the crowds and just the whole vibe. Like, I, I was just talking to a, I've got a friend in uh, Ibiza in Spain. And actually, uh, I was going to have, he's going to be on the show coming up uh, after I get back from, from Nam uh, next week. And he was telling me about a, a tiny club down the, over there, just down the street. And just the, the, the music that they have there is just incredible. I mean, yeah, just a, a hyper time, you know, like everybody is very, very focused on on the craft being performed. For some reason, it just uh, it clicks a little, little bit better with, you know, a ton of audiences and just people are just completely into it. I, I love I love European audiences and uh, I'll go over there anytime, anyway, with anybody to, uh, you know, to just go have a great time and, and do the thing. Totally. Mm hmm. Oh, that, that's awesome. And the show can be from like from my touring experience, it can it can be it can be like it can go from a, a really nice theater with, you know, maybe a thousand people to like a time the next night, a tiny little club with like 10 people. You yeah. Know? And both of those are awesome. I love and it's the sa- it. And it's that. the same performance. Performance wise, it's the same thing every night. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's it. That's the old saying. It doesn't matter if there's one or a million. Just you get, it's it's all about giving the same show, and that's uh that's why we all do this for sure. I think I can speak for everybody. Everybody yeah. who's seriously involved in music for one reason or another, it comes back to that. This is this is a uh, this is always worth doing no matter what, and yes. that's a great. Place to do it. That's true. That's true. Let's see. Andrew Collins in the chat here is saying the audience is always better in Europe. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, are you in Europe? <laughs> wow. Let's see. Mega Todd, does Francis have a warm up warm up routine routine like like meditation or yoga? Um, neither. Um, it's uh, two things specifically. And I'll ride this wave as long as I can, as long as it works. It's a lot of coffee, and just a little bit of a little bit of warm ups for the wrist, a little bit of just tapping on stuff. Nothing crazy. Just get everything moving, and then uh, save as much as you can for the show. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Nothing at all. I mean, really, no uh, no acrobatics, no no uh, voodoo or sort of ritual thing. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, make sure everything works. And then hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> All the yeah. So, yeah. I mean, 
Okay, so so you're how did you get the gig with 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 uh, David Lee Roth? Um, kind of like any other gig would happen, really. I mean, nothing changes um, systematically for that. But uh, in this case, they had another guy, a great drummer named Mike, who um, for whatever reason had to leave the tour. I still don't know exactly why. Um, mm -hmm. They had played in Vegas at the beginning of the uh, 2020 tour, and before the Kiss tour started, and then. Um, Something happened where Mike had to leave after the first Kiss show, uh, opening slot for Kiss. So I got the call to come up from Jersey uh, to get to Allentown, Pennsylvania, and uh, learn the songs on the way, basically, and then uh, just jump in the seat and see if it worked, see if it felt good with the band, and uh, it did. It, it kind of it drived the right way, and then I, I got asked to stay. So nothing more extravagant than that. It's just right place, right time, and... Uh, not blowing it and doing the job right. That's all there is to it. Yeah. <laughs> and not, not the craziest answer in the world. There was no midgets or strippers, <laughs> but it's, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's just the truth. It was a, you know, it's, it's a, a service position. You know, you show up and fix the thing, do the thing. And then, uh, you know, get has to stay. Mm -hmm. And they're really cool. The whole camp is great to work for and great, great people greatest people in the world so i owe i owe it to them too they were really uh welcoming and really uh you know they made it very easy for me to walk in and do my job so mm -hmm. what more can you ask for that's great and so did you did you grow up listening to, to van halen oh yeah i mean i don't think anybody didn't really in the last 30 years by by uh by accident even but uh yeah of course i grew up on first couple records you know all the david stuff naturally mm -hmm. is my favorite not, i'm not even just saying that because of the uh the employment uh, situation but uh yeah it, it, yes the answer is a definitive yes i grew up on <laughs> and um you know i can say in a very positive way that those songs really still behave to me the way i've always loved them to be like they're just great songs. They're they're bulletproof. They hold up through anything, and uh, they're just so much fun to play and like to be part of too. Like it feels the same as listening a lot of the time. Do you have some favorite ones in the set that that you guys play? I love playing "Beautiful Girls." Um, that's just like a big shuffle groove, so it's like a nice uh, a nice thing to kind of sink into and just uh, ride that train for a little while, but. Yeah, Beautiful Girls is great. I love playing uh, Panama, of course, because it's Panama, of course. And uh, the David stuff, I love I love Gigolo. That's obviously a, mm -hmm. a, a great tune to play. So, mm -hmm. And then there's Jump, which is Jump, and that does what it does. And uh, you're also a passenger on that train, and uh, great place to be. Can't yeah. complain. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you guys, you you did a, a tour with Kiss, correct? Yeah, twenty twenty, we started a uh, a pretty lengthy one with Kiss that got cut short, of course, because of COVID. I think mm -hmm. we did twenty nine dates. I can't remember exactly how many. Zero twenty something, twenty nine, whatever. But uh, mm -hmm. it was great. You know, it was a uh, we're off to a great start. Had had like a full head of steam going. You know, the band was feeling great. Everybody gets along great in that band great bunch of guys great team so you know uh we, we we had a lot of fun while it lasted can't complain again no complaints mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And ha- had you played, um, those were uh, arenas, right? Yeah, yep, those were all, uh, you know, varying sizes and scales of, of arenas around the country, sure. Um, mm-hmm. Had you played arenas before that? Yeah, fortunately, and again, in very different circumstances, I've been in the opening band uh, in arenas with uh, bare bones staging, and I've, I've had nice gigs too, where it's like, you know, a little bit cushier. So I've, I've had some experience in that environment. And uh, mm-hmm. I think any drummer will tell you that that's like a great place to play because you can really just lean into it. And, uh, you know, if you're in like a club or like a coffee house or like somewhere small, you could, you could have to self mix yourself, right? You have to kind of be very aware of your dynamics and level. Mm-hmm. That's the rest of the band. But in the arena environment, it's really just all the show. And um, the guy mixing the show is in charge of getting the front of house levels together so you can just kind of rip it and uh and really be yourself out there so i love that and that's a nice place to to work from Mm -hmm. ah that's great that's great yeah yeah um are are you a big kiss fan did you grow up on kiss as well you know not as much as as van halen or anything else really in in a classic rock vein um, of course, super aware of Kiss. I mean, they're from New York. So I'm, from, I'm from New Jersey, so mm-hmm. that's you know just a few miles away. And uh, yeah, very familiar with Kiss and all their stuff. But it wasn't really a go-to, to be totally honest, in life. Mm-hmm. But now it is. <laughs> uh, their show is incredible. Like, there's no other way to describe it. Um, on that tour, you know, the, the, now that the whole tour is over with, they finished at the Garden, but. Um, you know, we, we would do our our show, do our set, forty five minutes or so before Kiss came on, and then we kind of just go kind of kind of party a little bit and like just roam around the arena and like uh, examine the uh, the Kiss fans and see who had the worst makeup. <laughs> but uh, we uh, we hadn't stayed for the encore yet, and then like one of the guys in the crew came back to uh, our bus at the time and said, "I just saw the encore." <laughs> And uh, verbatim, he said, it's the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen in, in an arena at a show. And so the next night we went in, and it was rock and roll all night. Um, and I still, I don't know how they did it. Like, it was an incredible, incredible spectacle of, of, of fire, smoke, confetti, just, you know, cryo, cryogenics. And, like, that's it. I can't imagine anything bigger happening in that environment. <laughs> just a massive show, massive piece of the... Uh, you know, of show business. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, they say that the, the hottest band in the world and just that the the legacy with that band. And of course, now I guess they I guess they're retiring from from live, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. Um, something about avatars and stuff and could be which looks pretty interesting, you know, but yeah, it's- they're on the pulse. Whatever it is, I I trust them with it. They're 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 like perfect. They've they've nailed it all so far. So let's yeah. let's keep going. Yeah, yeah. So this delight, nineteen seventy two, in the chat is asking, who are your influences, musically or uh, or otherwise? <laughs> uh, I guess music. Everything. Yeah, I mean musically. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm less influenced by drummers and more influenced by, you know, songwriters and. You know, mm-hmm. and just generally bands mm-hmm. uh, how can we even begin this without saying the beatles of course you know yeah the, the yearbook answer of course but uh it's true 
the entire Beatles catalog is the reason I do this. And it's, it's what started everything for me, really. Um, directly into Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen is a massive um, influence of mine. And that ties into drumming influences, too, because that's a simple big beat on all those songs. And we can thank mm-hmm. Steinberg for that. Um, that's how you play a song. If you want to learn how to play a song on drums, listen to every Springsteen record, and then you've gone to college for it at that point. So, yeah, things like that, song-oriented music, song-oriented players, producers like that, you know. Uh, my all-time favorite drummer, to be specific, is Jeff Percaro, you know, the session legend. And mm-hmm. uh, he was also in Toto, but... Uh, it's all about songs. A, a, a good song, it doesn't matter who wrote the song, doesn't matter where it came from, a good song is always going to be my biggest influence at any given time. So, pretty much it. There you go. Yeah, that's something I, I always say. It's if, if, if the song is great, however you get to it, you know, whatever. It's, mm-hmm. it's all, it's, I mean, it's all about the music. Really. I mean... I mean, there's, you know, there's people they like to watch, you know, they like watching people that are technical, but if there's no song there, it's, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it can be cool, but it's, it's, it's about, it's all about the music. I mean, that's. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, a, it's like a painter with, you know, they can have as many colors of paint as they want, but if there's no plan or picture to actually paint to actually make a, a definitive piece, you can just throw paint at a wall and admire that. Yeah. I guess. Uh, that's not what I like in music or in any form of art. I like to have, uh, a, you know, an end game to strive for and something to really, you know, be proud of, mm-hmm. which is a good song. Yes, that's true. Um, so you're in uh, Nashville. I I told you I was there about a, about a year ago, but I, I used to actually, I used to live with this producer who I, I think lives in Nashville part time. Uh, his name is Desmond Child. Oh yeah, of and course. <laughs> you know who he is? Yeah, I've heard of that guy before. Speaking yeah. of students, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, of course he did. You know all the big Aerosmith stuff, Bon Jovi. Uh, when when I was living, I was living in his house in Miami. It's a whole another whole another story. But when I, when I was there, he was working with Ricky Martin, and that's where the the living La Vida Loco came from, you know, oh, that man. song and stuff. And Jeez. so, but, but, uh, I learned a lot from, from Desmond and about songwriting, producing. And that's another, another thing being a, a musician is if you have, you know, those ears or those skills that can definitely, definitely help in, in, uh, in, songwriting and, and producing and, and performing. Totally. You know? Well connected, you know, and uh, again, the song's the vehicle for, for all these things to be uh, be streamlined within. So that's amazing, man. Desmond Child, wow, that's, that's incredible. That's yeah. A, one of Desmond's many children. <laughs> <it sounds>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually trying to get him on this show. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a hold of him. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's cool. He, he was, he was always really good. Really good to me. Uh, let's see. Have you noticed audiences in different countries clapping on different beats? Uh, well, I've, not really countries, more so uh, regions. Uh, a lot of a lot of that's around the U.S. I found. Uh, 
for some reason, I've noticed like types of venues have different claps. Um, uh -huh. Obviously, the 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 heinous one and three clap is still available in some parts of the country. I don't know why. It's like you, you can go to like you can find yourself maybe like after a gig or something at, at like a VFW hall, and there there might be like a some local band on, and then everybody's just one, two, three. It's like I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's like who knows? I, I couldn't go through that psychology if I if I wanted to. What causes the the communal one and three clap in two thousand twenty four? With we have the internet now, you think people would be exposed to the you know the two and four clubs everywhere, but they're still out there. But <laughs> oh man! Generally speaking. Uh, yeah, that, that there is something to that. There is a difference in uh, a subtle difference in culture with the class. That, that person's right. Mm -hmm. So, so when when you're on tour, like what 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 do you do? Because I well, besides wait, I know that's yeah, that's the, the biggest biggest thing. But like like what do you what do you what do you like to do when when you're when you're on the road? Um, I guess the the biggest thing is just see the thing. Like if, if we're near something, uh, using Niagara Falls as a big glaring thing, uh, as the for the example, we would go see Niagara Falls. If we're if we're near the beach, we're going to the beach. If we're near um, some historical thing, we'll go see that. And uh, I like walking around. That's my favorite thing to do is just take nice long walks. Uh, mm -hmm. I also inherited that from my my family for some reason. Uh, the musical side of my family walks 10, 15 miles without thinking about it. And uh, <laughs> that's a, that's my favorite thing to do is just walk, listen to music or podcast, just take a walk and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. So what, what, uh, what kind of, what, what kind of music do you listen to? Everything, everything there is. I, I'm interested in every single thing that's ever been recorded. If I get my hands on it and, uh, I mean, I can tell you right now that the last thing I listened to today, right here, um, is "Global Carnival" by Harry Belafonte from 1988. His, I guess he had like a resurgence of electronica in the 80s, and he was playing uh, like Matilda and all those hits electronically, and it was great. So, if whatever whatever comes across my my radar, I'm, I'm into it, and I'll. I'll, I'll pull from anything. I'll, I'll keep things from from all corners of music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do, do you get inspired by by everything too? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, just things like uh, it's, it's undefinable. It's hard to it's hard to even say. Like uh, something might go in one year and show up a year later. I think everybody yeah. feels that way about you know about themselves musically, and you don't know why something appears in your playing at some point, but. It has to have come from somewhere. So keep the doors open and keep the ears open and uh, let everything in. Why not? You know, that's kind of my whole plan if I had one. Yeah, that that's great advice to, to any musician. Keep your ears open, always be ready. And you, you, you never you never know when. You, well, first of all, you never know where the inspiration is going to come from, but you never know what's going to happen tomorrow either. Yeah, but there's a good chance you haven't heard your favorite song yet. I think that's, that's the best way to, uh, to think about that. Like if you're set on knowing what your favorite song is, I think we all have our favorites, but 
there's also a chance that obviously you might hear it tomorrow or in 10 years. You never know. It's like without your ears being open, you have nothing. You have no chance of, of getting anywhere. So mm-hmm. that's with everything in life too. You get to listen to listen to people, listen to everything, just let it all in and then metabolize it and see how it comes out. I think. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's good. Uh, let's see. What, uh, what, what advice do you have for, for, uh, for somebody that wants to either play drums or do what you do and, and play and tour and, um, it, it wouldn't be considered popular advice, but it would just be do it. Um, everything in, in society and everybody and every uh, establishment is going to tell you, tell you that you probably can't. Um, they're going to suggest that you could do this and you could try to do this, but you might want to have a backup plan. And that's totally fine. And backup plans are great. <clears throat> now, there's no reason to die over it. <laughs> you should have a good backup plan if you can, but um if you don't do it it's not going to happen so if you want to if you want to join a band and go on tour just go do that and it's it's not going to work the first time just get into the mix and like anything work the muscle of that whole thing and just it'll happen you know if you keep keep your craft up and keep getting better and if if you're cool to be around hopefully and it's kind of easy to deal with you know all those things boil down into something who knows what it might be but you'll get somewhere and then from there, just keep riding it if you, if, you, if you can. Again, it's not for everybody, for sure. But if it is, you'll know it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so what what's it like? You know, because because you tour with a lot of people, a lot of different bands, a lot of different personalities. Like like what's what's that like? How do you how do you keep that? Are you, do you do you go from one one jump from one tour to the next, one band to the next, and Sometimes do you wake up and like just kind of like wonder like where you are and and what's going on? Yeah, I mean I think that's the same answer for anybody who who might do this or anybody who tours or even just plays. Even studio guys are jumping around from you know band to band, artist to artist. Um, I think the most important thing is just is eventually realize that you're there for a reason, and chances are that reason is because they want you to be there. They don't want you to impersonate somebody else. So like the most uh, important company you can keep on the road is yourself. And if you're just being yourself, you'll be happier and they'll be happier that you're there. So you don't want to put on too much of a show um, off stage for anybody else. You got to be yourself. And if, um, if that's good enough for you, it should be good for everybody else. And uh, that's just a good, a good safe place to work from. I mean, just be cool, be, don't don't get weird out there. <laughs> like if, if, if stuff, things are bound to happen, there's going to be disputes. There's going to be banned stuff, glitches, fights, arguments. But mm-hmm. realize that it's very fleeting, and everybody's under a great deal of stress. Um, what happens in one 15 minute window in some town is not going to matter the next day when you're driving 10 hours. So just let things roll off, and do not absorb, deflect, and um, you know. Just, just, just take it easy. That's it. That's all I can say. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely woken up in places where I'm like, you know, with, with no exaggeration, I've, I've just woken up, opened my eyes. I'm like, I'm not exactly sure where I am, but I'll know in a couple of seconds. <laughs> <laughs> not in like a cheesy rock and roll way. It's more like a, like a, you know, 
a normal way, like, uh oh, I, I gotta, let me check my phone. Okay, I'm in Key West <laughs> or something. <laughs> but that's it. You know, just expect that too. That'll, that'll happen. And it's kind of fun. Keeps things happening, keeps things, keeps things uh, fresh every day. And, and no two days are ever the same on the road. That's the beauty of it. So that yeah. works with you. Yeah. So, so when you're not on the road, um, it sounds like, uh, so you, you live in Nashville. Is that your main? Yeah. I've been here for a couple of years. Um, again, from New Jersey and I spend a lot of time there too, uh, mm-hmm. as much as I can. But, uh, yeah, I would say between New Jersey and Nashville, but I'm living in Nashville right now. Mm-hmm. So w- when you're not on the road, do you do a lot of sessions? As many as I can, you know, that's the same thing where, um, if you're on the road and uh, you're obviously not here to, to do that, so you might get some calls while you're out and then uh, you got to tell people you're gone, which is a, a tough thing to, to navigate too. You got to be careful with like, you don't want to be the guy who always, who's always gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm home, yeah, I, I try to knock on as many doors as I can and get things moving and like, you know, hey, back a few months ago, we talked about recording, still want to do something, you know, that, that kind of thing. Like, and then you step back in and, you know, that's a different sort of uh, mode to step back into. And, um, yeah, sometimes it's more than other times. But, yeah, I, I record as much as I can, for sure. Mm-hmm. And remotely, too. I can record from here as needed. So Cool. So, do, do you do lessons, too? No lessons, not really. I mean, if somebody really wants to know um, how how I do it, sure, I'll, I'll explain what that wacky method might be. Um, I do things my own way. I, I have, I'm self-taught for the most part. So mm-hmm. I kind of have a system that works for me. And um, I don't know if it would work for anybody else, but uh, I'll put it out there. If, if anybody wants to know, <laughs> leave a comment and give me a call. I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to tell you all the, uh, the wacky ways of doing things that are a little atypical. So, Right on. Uh, let's see. 40 Grit channel member. Hey, dude. Do you keep in touch with Al Estrada? Oh yeah, I talk to Al pretty frequently. <laughs> um, again, um, back to cool guys on the road. Like you, you want to be friends with the guys you're playing with, and uh, mm-hmm. the the DLR trio, which is Al Estrada, myself, and Ryan Wheeler on bass. Uh, yeah, we we text all the time. We're we're great great pals, and we got along great, and um, probably always will. You know, it's a we got to do something together that was a little bit uh, a little bit special so we we bonded over that and and rode that wave together so sure i'll talk mm-hmm. i'll text him right now i'll text Al right now why not i'll see what yeah. he said <laughs> yeah <laughs> why not yeah. keep it live. tell him you're on johnny bean tv i i have him on on facebook as a facebook friend but i don't know if i'm not sure if we've actually talked it's uh you know, it's, it's a it's a crazy world. Um, so you got you guys did the uh, you, you did some uh, some recordings at at Henson Studios. We did in Hollywood, right? Was oh yeah. Hollywood? What yeah. what was that like, and what was what was the what was the deal with those? That one was um, nothing more and nothing less than capturing the live show that we had worked up. So we were going to play Vegas going into 2022 on New Year's Eve was going to start the, uh, 
the brief residency there. It was like five shows, six shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, we spent six months rehearsing that show with David. And the show was, and still is in a great place. That that was a good, uh, a great exercise period for those songs. We, we built some great stuff. So um, the Henson thing was just going in and documenting that. And the way you may have heard it is the way, the way it went down. The four of us um, went into the studio and just cut it, played them down. And that's it. We played it. We played a show in the studio for uh, for nobody and just recorded it. And then no tricks, no funny business. And that was it straight out the door. So super proud of that, too. A lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. And have most of those been released so far? I think so. Uh, you know, I, I maybe seven or eight of them at this point have been out and circulating. I think they come up and they come down and they, they, they go away and new ones pop up. So mm-hmm. that's the nature of that. And that's pretty much all I know about it. I just did the uh, I did the lifting the first day with the rest of the guys and they take their own legs from there. So I'd love to hear more of them, you know. So was that all done in one day? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a uh, that was our show. Just uh, write down the list, track them and uh, and put them to bed, basically. Just uh one or two takes at the most. Mm-hmm. Wow. Any favorites of those songs that you guys did? Uh, I, I have to say Beautiful Girls again, just because of the, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's awesome. <laughs> it's a great shuffle. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Everybody Wants Some was on that list. And that's a fun thing to uh, to do. The drum yeah. intro, that's cool. So. Uh, you know, everything you'd expect. They're all kind of, they all behave similarly and they all, they all give you a nice uh, sort of a, a blast of, of energy to play. So and we, we were playing, I'm, uh, I'm the one, uh, which was, that's a fun one to get into, which uh, I hope that comes out sometime. Mm-hmm. So that's, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm the one for, uh, for right the on. clear answer on this one. Right on, man. Cool. So, so I know you're about to leave for for tour. I guess you had said coming up. Uh, I guess early next month or, or something. Yeah. Or or no, you're leaving soon, right? Like I don't even know what day it is. Today. I, yeah. See, I have it's no- Monday. I usually don't do shows on Monday, so I'm out of it too. <laughs> I just landed yesterday. I'm 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 still in, I'm still in New York in my mind. I had a great time up there, so I'm kind of. Still digesting that, but yeah, I leave for the tour technically a week from today. Yeah, a week from today, and uh, that will that will run me back uh, through the calendar. Uh, I'll be back to Nashville on April second, April third. So very yeah. cool. So it's coming up. So I'm leaving for the Nam show uh, day after tomorrow, and I'll be streaming live all week. For, for, from them uh you ever, you ever been nam show i haven't been i, I got uh, i got invited one time but um didn't make it out i'd like to go someday for sure looks like a blast it's it's it's, it's like the biggest music store you can possibly imagine yeah it's just it's just incredible um but uh, well, right on. Let's see. Hello from Nashville area. 
somebody is saying orilla looks like a like a horse that's uh, a, a yeah nice we, have, we have we have a horse in the audience uh zach johnny you're getting ready for the damn show yes yeah i'm i'm getting ready for that it's gonna be it's gonna be uh amazing uh it'll be i think technically my 10th year in person because you know in 2021 there was no in-person show so it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome so i'm getting ready for that but yeah you should definitely one one of these years and it's always crazy too because you never know who's going to be there because some you know anybody that's on tour they might be on tour during that time or they might be gone or they might come in it's it's a pretty hectic um hectic uh time let's see 40 grit is asking anything on the horizon with david lee roth not that i know of right now but uh as we all know that can change uh at any given time so uh, mm-hmm. no, there's nothing that I know of, but who knows? That's the beauty of this whole, uh, operation. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to keep busy. You got to stay keep, busy. Oh yeah. Stay as busy as you can always. I mean, no matter, no matter what the, what the gig is, you're, uh, you're yeah. working on, you got to give it everything. You know, uh, I stay as busy as possible. That's why, uh, I, I got three chunks of tour with three different bands in the next three months. So I'm really, really keeping it moving. Right on. And which, what are the names of those bands? We'll have the, the uh, social media down in the description. Yeah, the first one is um, Vibin Sybin and the Sunlight Band. That's a great, like, like I said, a classic rock-oriented guitar band from Nashville. It's a power trio along the lines of Mountain. If anybody's familiar with Mountain, it's, it's along like yeah, that. Yeah, Leslie yes. Wood sort of thing. But uh, yeah. well, even crazier, so that's why I like it. Um, then, yes, I, I go out with Matthew Curry, who is... Um, Probably my most frequent uh, gig right now. We have like 25 dates with him in the next two months. But then I uh, I go out with an artist named Joanne Bird, who is from the Netherlands, who um, she was going let me do some music, co-produce it with her. Um, we did it in Asbury Park back in November. So I produced her EP for her, uh, which is called Railroad Tracks, coming out in march and the first single for that comes out at the end of this week actually on uh january 26th that song is called who brought the rain to texas very cool song that she wrote while she was traveling the u.s on a five-month solo tour so um we're taking that overseas with an all u.s based band um actually jersey based band and mm-hmm. uh we're gonna do a two-week tour over there so looking incredibly forward to that and uh seeing where that goes very cool, man. Well, hey, right on. Before before we uh, we end it, I want to make sure. Can, can I get a uh, can I get a channel ID from you? Yeah, man. Do, do you know what that is? I like to get those, and I usually forget. <laughs> so I wrote it down. It's channel ID right there. Um, if I highlight you here, can can you just say something like, "Hey, this is Francis Valentino, and 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 you're watching Johnny Bean TV." You got it. Hey everybody, this is Francis Valentino and you are currently watching Johnny Bean TV. Thank you so much, man. Right on, right on, man. Well, hey, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. And um, one of these, if you're in Santa Cruz again, definitely, definitely stay in touch because I'll, I'll come out 
if you're ever playing Moe's Alley, because again, I've never been there and I would, I would love to be there. It's a cool spot. I recommend it. <laughs> uh, I haven't met Mo yet, but you know. <laughs> right on. And yeah, and, and as far as uh, Nam show, definitely go if you can make it one of those years. And yeah, I- I'm, I'm looking, looking into that. There's a, uh, maybe the GMS drums, drum guys will be out there one of these years and I'll go tag along. So we'll see. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Well, hey, Francis, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Been great. And you're welcome. And let me just let me just say uh, really quickly, you guys, uh, thank you to our channel members. Thank you for your continued support for this channel and uh, in these shows. And I will see you guys tomorrow. And then don't forget Nam show coming up Wednesday through Sunday. So if you want your exclusive Nam show coverage, this is the place you want to be. It's going to be it's going to be incredible. It's just it's a it's a madhouse. It's, That's where I'm going to be. I'm, I'm going to be glued to your channel watching because I'll, I feel like I'm there. Right on. <laughs> and hey, come back anytime too. I would love to. Let's book another one for sure. Just talk, talk music, you know, talk, you know, anything, anything. Cause I, I like to talk. Hey, uh, <laughs> back here. Uh, let's do one from the road. I'll be out for a couple months. So, uh, okay. you know, we'll do a weird location. We'll do it from like the, uh, we'll do it from Key West or, or some weird other, other place in Florida. <laughs> let's do that. Let's, let's yeah. definitely, definitely keep in touch. You guys, thank you for watching. And yeah, don't hang up yet, Francis. You guys, thanks for watching, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. And don't forget, NAM, NAM Show, and check out Francis Valentino on the road. All the links to the social media tour dates will be down below. All right, you guys. Thank you for watching, and this is Johnny Bean TV.